The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Glory to Jesus. Happy Mother's Day once again to all the wonderful, beautiful women in the house. Glory to God. It's our day, so let's rock it like we know how to. <laughs> Amen. All right. Um, we've been in women's conference mode for a couple of weeks as, as um, the women of Kingsword. And the theme of our conference this year is Courageous. Amen. And so I'm just going to bring, you know, God's word along that line. Courageous. Glory to God. What does it mean to be courageous? And I like to read, you know, interesting, you know, group of synonyms that I found for the word courageous. It means to be of good courage, steadfastly minded, make strong, stronger, establish, fortify, prevail, strengthen, brave, fearless, valiant, heroic, lion-hearted, bold, daring, adventurous, audacious, undaunted, unflinching, unshrinking, unafraid, indomitable, gallant, resolute, determined, death or glory. And you know it's not going to be death. So it's going to be glory. It means not deterred by danger or by pain. Hallelujah. So when, I mean, the reason why there's a call to be courageous, it's because there are situations that are going to face us. There are things that are going to come against us that are going to be contrary to us. If everything was moving on in life at our pace, at our tempo, at our rhythm, there might be no reason to exert any greater force of influence. There might be no reason to, you know, to be courageous as it were, to fortify yourself, to, be, to strengthen yourself, to be brave. The reason why, you know, one needs to be brave is because there's something out there that wants to swallow you up. And so if there are no dangers or difficulties that we face in life, then maybe perhaps there's no need for anyone to be courageous and we just generally coast along with life. But we know that that's not the life that we live. That's not the situation, you know, that we find ourselves in. And that's not what ex exactly what, you know, Jesus even told us in his word. Hallelujah. And I know in the house this morning that there are mothers here that are on the verge of giving up for one reason or another. There are things that have come against you and you've been tempted to cave in and to quit and to give up. I know that... There are single moms here who are struggling with 100% responsibility for their children. Hallelujah. I know that there are mothers here that are trying to make ends meet with very limited resources available to them. I know that there are mothers here that are trying to juggle the multiple responsibilities and roles that they face per time and wondering, will I ever catch a breath of air? There are mothers here that are having difficulty with parenting and raising their children, or even having any children. There are women and mothers in very difficult marriages, that every time you go home, it's tension and tension and tension, constant tension in the home. 
This message on being courageous is for you all. And I know that today we're, you know, we're mothers, we're putting mothers in the spotlight, but it applies to every single person. Whether you are a man or a woman, whether you are a boy and a girl, there's a call to be courageous. Glory to Jesus. I want to read from the book of Deuteronomy 31, from verse 3. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you, and you shall dispossess them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites and their land, when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you, that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with these people to the land which the Lord has shown to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Amen. Now, this was the children of um, Israel at a time when they, were, they had left Exodus. And God had, before they left the land of Exodus, you know, God had given them the picture of the fact that they were being delivered from the hands of the Egyptians. And they were going to a land, a new land, a promised land. Hallelujah. And this was some 40 years or so after they received that promise. And here was God still telling them. 40 years after, you haven't gotten into that land. But I want you to be strong. I want you to be courageous. The land is still ahead of you. I have given you victories in the past, but that's not your resting place. I still want you to keep going on. It's been a long walk. It's been a, a, you know, a time of wandering in the wilderness as if you know, there's no end to this. But God was still telling them, you've got to keep moving on. The land is still way ahead. And for you to enter that land, you've got to be strong. You've got to be courageous. I have given you the land, but then there are people that are dwelling in the land. Amen. Glory to God. You have to dispossess the people in that land and take over the land that I have given you. Amen. And you know, it's, it's very interesting because there, there, there will be people that have, there, are people, there were people that were born after they left the land of Egypt. And all they knew in their life was a lifetime of wandering. I don't know how many people are 40 today here in this place. But if all your life has been wandering around in the wilderness, that's all you know to life. And someone is still telling you, you've got to keep going. That the land is still ahead of you. Amen. It takes courage to hold on to that promise. And to ensure that you get to the point where you lay hold on the manifestation of that promise. You know, so many times God gives us a promise, God gives us an instruction. But with that promise, with that instruction, there is also the grace to ensure that the manifestation becomes a reality in our lives. And many times you might wonder, 
okay, why doesn't just God do everything for us? Do you do everything for your children? Don't you want them to grow up? Don't you want them to mature? Don't you want them to stand in your stead? The Bible says that as we as he is, you know, so are we in this world. So God has made you a God on earth. Amen. And God wants you to exercise that same authority that he has given you. God wants you to exercise that same kingship that he has given you. He has called you to a place of glory. Hallelujah. And that's what he wants us to exercise, you know, while we find ourselves on earth. He's given us authority. When God made man, God made man, you know, to have dominion. So you've got to exercise that dominion that God has given you because it's right within you. Glory to God. So he gives you a promise and then he asks you to be strong and courageous. You have to possess that promise. The Bible, Deuteronomy 2, 24. Um, I mean, a word again to the children of Israel. It says, rise, take your journey and cross over the river Anon. Look, I have given into your hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. So how can God say, say he has given you something and then you still have to fight for it? I've given you this land and God, they are still asking me that I have to fight, you know, somebody before I can take over that land. Before I can take over my possession. Amen. So, you know, in, in, in various areas of our lives, you know, God's call and instruction to us is for us to be courageous. God has given us great and precious promises. But many times we find that these things may not be a reality in our lives. And God is saying, just like he said to the children of Israel, I have given you this promise, but you've got to be strong and you've got to be of good courage. And that's the only way you are going to lay hold of that promise. That's the only way you are going to see that promise become a manifestation in your life. And there, there are certain areas, specific areas of our lives. You know, that in every area of our lives to, to one certain degree or another, we've got to be courageous. But there are certain areas that I would like of our lives that I'd like to highlight this morning that I believe that, you know, God is calling for men and women to rise up in courage. Amen. Number one, you've got to be courageous in doing new things. You've got to be courageous in doing new things. Interestingly, this is our year of new things. And, you know, God, God has given us a promise that he's going to do new things. Hallelujah. But as his sons and as his daughters, there are things that God expects us to rise up and to begin to walk in. If we look at the life of Joshua, you know, Joshua was led by Moses. You know, Moses was, you know, leading the entire um, um, congregation of the children of Israel from Egypt. And God told him at a point that he's not going to be the one to, to, to help the people into the, into the um, promised land. And that Joshua was the one going to take, you know, after his stead. So after God had, you know, told the people that they had to be courageous, you know, after Moses had spoken to the people that, you know, Joshua was going to lead you into that land, he called Joshua out and specifically rehashed those words and those instructions. Joshua, you are going to lead these people into this land. It's a new terrain for you. You have been used to following, but now you are stepping in my shoes. And because you are the one that God has ordained to take these people into this new land, the people have to be strong and courageous, but you in particular, you have to be strong and courageous. He had to give him another sermon separately because he was doing, taking on something new. He was taking on a new role. Amen. Let's look at what the Bible says in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua 1 from verse 1. 
After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Verse 6. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So many times God is going to give you an assignment that is bigger than you. When we talk about new levels, when we talk about new heights, when we talk about, you know, new manifestations, many times it's going to require more of us. If you want to work in a high, higher level of finances, then you must be doing something more. You must be sowing at a higher level. You must be working at an, a higher level. You must be investing at a higher level. Amen. So if you're going to step up in life, if you're going to achieve anything significant in life, there's going to be demands made of you for more. There's going to be demands made of you for new things. There's going to be demands made of you for, for changes and ad adaptations in, very area of your, in several areas of your life. So that you can walk into those new things. And we must be ready as children, as, as sons and daughters of God. That, you know, whatever instruction that God is giving us per time, I'm ready to make that change. I'm ready to take on the new things that God is showing me. I'm ready to take on new mountains. I'm ready to take on new heights. I'm ready to take on new projects. I'm ready to take on new assignments. The Bible tells us also of the man called Gideon. Gideon was a man, you know, that was just in his tiny little corner. Tiny little corner minding his own business. And one day the angel of the Lord appears to him and tells him that he is going to be the one that is going to deliver the Israelites from, you know, all the harassments that they had been experiencing in their day. Amen. He had a choice as it were. He could have, you know, stayed where he was, beaten wheat, you know, at, 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 at you know, the backyard of his house when no one, you know, would have not noticed him. You know, but he heard the word and he decided to move out in courage. He decided to move out in the strength of that instruction. Judges 6 verse 13. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the land of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Now, this was someone that was born into another regime. All he knew was the fact that they were being harassed. They had heard again of how God, you know, delivered them from Egypt, how God, you know, brought them into the promised land. But all he knew at that point in time was that they were always fearful and running from their enemies, harassed left, right, and center. And out of nowhere, God tells him that, you know, he should arise and he should go and deliver the people. But, you know, Gideon rose up in courage. He did things he had never done before. He took steps he had never taken before. And what happened? He was able to deliver the children of Israel. 
a man that was not sure of himself, a man that had looked down on himself, you know, all his life, he stood up in courage based on the word that God gave him. And God did great and mighty things through him. So there are things that you would never experience in your life if you don't move beyond your comfort zone. It's very easy to stay comfortable, you know, sitting pretty where you are. But those that achieve great and mighty things are those that are ready to take risks. Are those that hear the word of God concerning a new thing, concerning a new instruction, concerning a new phase, concerning a new assignment, and forget about themselves and choose to rise and ride the strength of that word. Because wherever God gives an instruction, wherever God gives a direction, there is grace to ensure that it becomes a manifestation. Eventually, the children of Israel got to their promised land. Eventually, all the promises about God delivering them, they became a reality, a manifestation in their lives. Amen. But only because, you know, a number of them decided that they were going to hold on to that word and promise. They were going to take the path of being courageous. They were going to, you know, apply that word and ensure that they live by the instructions of God until they, they saw things, you know, become a reality in their life. So God is going to be asking you to do new things in this year of new things. God is going to be making new demands of you. And it's time for you to rise up because God has given a word. And therefore there is grace, you know, to ensure that that word becomes fulfilled. It's time for you to rise up and begin to do things that you have never done before. It's time for you to rise up and take decisions that you have never taken before. It's time for you to rise up and make changes that you have never um, um, made in your life before. Because it is a year of new things. Glory to Jesus. You've got to be courageous, number two, in standing for what you believe. Especially in the face of opposition and difficulty. Standing for what you believe. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having guarded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. There is a call to stand for what you believe. There's a call to stand until God's word becomes a manifestation in your life. There's a call to hold on to the promises of God in the face of contrary situations, in the face of difficulty. There's a call to believe the word of God and to keep declaring that word until that word becomes a manifestation in your life. And it takes courage to keep standing on the word of God when the enemy is throwing all around you negative and contrary situations, when, when things around you are not working for you as you expect them to. It takes courage to stand and keep declaring the word of God, knowing that faithful is he who has promised. Faithful is he who will also ensure that that word is performed. It takes courage to stand, and that's what the Bible says. After having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand therefore and keep on standing. And after you have stood some more, keep on standing. And after you kept standing, keep on standing. And keep standing until you see the results that you want. You've got to learn to withstand whatever the enemy flings in your direction. 
Because the devil will want to paint pictures of not being, you know, of, 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 of you giving up and you throwing in the towel. But you've got to put him in his place. Why? Because God has made you victorious. Thank God for Jesus. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. The Bible says that Jesus came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And so when it seems that as if life is being taken away from you, you must remember that for this reason, Jesus was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. You must remember that the works of the devil has been destroyed already. And even though the devil is coming against you, roaring like a lion, you must take your stand because he cannot devour you. He cannot devour you. I mean, imagine standing in front of a lion, roaring, making a lot of noise. But you must remember that no matter how loud the noise of your circumstances and situations are, they cannot overcome you because Jesus has overcome on your behalf. Jesus has overcome on your behalf. So the negative issues might be shouting and screaming, but you have got to take your stand. I am more than a conqueror. I am victorious in Christ Jesus. Greater is he that is in me than whatever is in the world that is being pointed against me. And that greater one will rise up and will put me over in life. It takes courage to stand and to keep on standing. And you must learn to stand for what you believe. That's the only way we can live the life that God has called us to live. We must learn to stand. We must learn to resist. The Bible says that when you resist the enemy, he will flee from you. You must resist and keep resisting the enemy until he has no choice but to flee from you. Like the song H.O.P. sang, you must learn to keep raising your hallelujah. Keep praising God because you know what your end is. The promise has been made. You are on the path to that promise. There are things that are trying to pull you away from the promise. But you've got to make up your mind. Setting your face like a flint. Refusing to be turned back. I have my promised land ahead of me. And I'm going to keep pursuing that promised land until it becomes my everyday experience. You stand and you keep standing until you see the manifestation. The Bible talks about Esther in Esther 4.13. And Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. Esther 5.1. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. And what happened? She was accepted before the king. Her people was, were being destroyed, or someone wanted to destroy her people, and she had to take a stand against the enemy. She had to leave her comfort zone and be courageous for her people. And she went and she stood before the king, risking her life, death or glory. But glory came forth. Amen. Glory came forth because she stood. Amen. Be courageous in your thoughts and your image of yourself. 
you can think courageous thoughts. Or you can think, you know, thoughts that depict you as a weakling. The Bible tells us about the 12 spies that went to, to spy out the promised land. They had heard the same words over time. All of them had heard the same promise, you know, that God had made to them. They had been given the same instruction that go and spy out the land. This is the land that God, you know, is sending us to. But some of them, you know, they saw the enemies. They saw, you know, the, 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 the foes in that land. And they decided that they were like grasshoppers. That we had become like grasshoppers in the midst of them. We are nothing in the midst of them. And there's no way we are ever going to possess that land. But there were two of them that saw the same enemies and they decided that we are well able. We are well able. They, cho they chose to, so to see, you know, the God that was on their inside. The God that has promised them. The God that will never leave them nor forsake them. Amen. Amen. Colossians 2.8. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So whatever promise that God has given you, you are able to embrace. You are able to experience. You know, Paul was saying here, don't allow anyone or anything to deceive you. Don't allow the things that you see deceive you. Don't allow anything, you know, diminish the image, the God image that you ought to have of yourself. The Bible says that we are complete in him. Everything that God is, we are because we are created in the image and in the likeness of him. So if God is a victorious God, you are a victorious son and a daughter of God. If God is a courageous God, you are a courageous son and a daughter of God. It doesn't matter what you might see, what might come against you. You must never ever diminish that image of yourself. And so the only way you will ensure that you are actually taking those steps that God has given to you is when you have a healthy image of yourself as painted in the word of God. You know, it's very easy. Everybody experiences failure. Every single person. But it's very, very easy to get to the point where you are allowing the failures of your past to define you. But that's not who you are. You are not a failure. You know, you should learn to take failure as feedback and not as the conclusion of the matter. Failure is just feedback that there's something else you need to do. And it is never ever the conclusion of the matter. The fact that you have failed does not mean that you are a failure. And that's what, you know, the devil will want you to believe. But you must choose, you know, to meditate on the fact and remember the fact that whatever you might be going through, that God has made you victorious. The Bible says that the righteous man will fall down, but he will keep rising. He will keep rising. He will keep rising. He will keep rising. So your failures must never define you. 
Your failures must never, you know, become a conclusion of the image that you have about yourself. We are complete in Him. So everything that God is, you have on your inside. You have on your inside. And you've got to learn to draw out those resources. You've got to learn to exercise, you know, the nature of God that you have within you. You've got to learn to continue to see God, the image of God that is within you. Because God has made you a representative of him on earth. Created in the image and in the likeness of God. That's who we are. Praise the Lord. So how do we ensure that, you know, we have a courageous outlook to life every day. The primary thing is by spending time in the word of God. And after all the instructions that God had given, you know, Joshua, that Moses had given Joshua, you know, while he was, you know, taking on this new assignment, God told him in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. When you learn to meditate upon the word, the word of God shows you who you are. The word of God is God's revelation about all that he has deposited on your inside. The word of God is God's promise to you. The word of God shows you the ends that God has promised for you. The word of God gives you direction on how you will get to the ends that God has promised you. And so when you learn to keep the image of the word of God in your heart, in your eyes, in your ears, then you can draw strength then you can draw strength because that word of God has the capacity to change you. So the more you stay in the word of God, the more it changes you. The more you are empowered, the more you are strengthened, the more you realize, no, this is not where I ought to be. This is what God has given me and I'm going to rise up and I'm going to lay hold and I'm going to be all that God has called me to be. So you must keep the word of God and the promises of God ever before you, day and night. Hallelujah. The second thing is to learn to remember your past victories. I know the Bible says in Philippians 3, Paul was speaking that, you know, you forget about the past. But there are times that, you know, you must sit down and remember your past victories. So the fact that you are today, you know, you don't know where to go. You don't know how to, you know, take the next step. You are confused. Amen. Does not mean that that's the end of the world. You know, you can look back and you can draw strength from the things that God has done for you in the past. You know, many times we get so drawn and caught up in what we are experiencing today, in the difficulties of today, in the challenges of today, that we forget the victories of yesterday. And you are tempted to think that, you know, God has gone to bed, the same God that helped you yesterday. But when you sit down and you remember how once upon a time you had no food to eat and you are alive today, you could have died of hunger. If you sit down and you remember that once upon a time you used to slap the streets of Lagos in the hot sun, but now you're cruising around, fully air-conditioned car. You have forgotten those days. Glory to Jesus. You need to remember when you were sick unto the point of death. And God healed you in his mercies. 
You need to learn to remember when, 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 when it seems that, you know, the things, the pressures that you were experiencing in the past, it seemed you had no way out. But one way or the other, God saw you through. Sit down and remember those things. That same God that helped you yesterday has not left the throne. And that same God is available to help you. So you must sit down and rejoice in what God has done and what God can do and what God will do in your life. Because the Bible says that he is the same yesterday, he is the same today, and he is the same forevermore. Remember your past victories and use that to draw strength to keep you going on. You know, many t- we, are st- we, are st- we are stronger than you actually believe about yourself. If you look into your past and you, and you re- really sit down and ask yourself, how really, seriously, how did I get through that? How did I ever make it at that time? You can draw strength from that. And we keep going on. And that's why the Bible says in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Psalm, I want to read Psalm 77 from verse 7 and the message translation. It says, Will the Lord walk off and leave us for good? Will he never smile again? Is his love one threadbare? Has his salvation promise burned out? Has God forgotten his manners? Has he angrily stopped off and left us? Just my luck, I said. The high God goes out of business just the moment I need him. Once again, I'll go over what God has done. Lay out on the table the ancient wonders. I'll ponder all the things you've accomplished and give a long, loving look at your acts. So you need to learn to give a long, loving look at the acts that God has done in your life in the past. And remember that God has gone nowhere. God is still on the throne of your life. And that same God will see you through whatever you need to go through. Amen. Finally, as I round up, my time is running out. Learn to draw on the people that God has placed around you. God never leaves us without helpers. God has placed helpers all around us. But sometimes those helpers are not what, do not look like what we think they should look like. You know, someone was telling me a story um, a couple of weeks ago that when he was, he started out in his, in his profession, he saw someone that was doing what he was doing. And um, the person saw him when he was just starting out and felt that, you know, he was biting more than he could chew. You know, and he sort of called him to order. And so he approached the person, you know, that he wanted to learn. And he said for the first one month or the first, you know, two months, you know, this man was just sending him on errands. I mean, he could have just, you know, I'm here to learn. Am I your servant? How far? But he said because he was, he understood that he was the one that needed something. And this man has what I need close by. And so he's, he stuck with him and, you know, he, he endured it. And he said after a while, eventually, you know, they developed a relationship and it got to the point where the man even started recommending him, you know, to go in his stead for places, I mean, to, uh, I mean for, for assignments that, you know, he could not go. But, you know, the man was, I mean, the guy that was giving his experience was just using, using it to say, you know, many people will have given up because maybe they feel, you know, too proud, 
you know, this is the help that God has made available for, for you. You know, he has what you need. And who knows? I mean, the period where he's asking you to do things that are not so convenient is training ground for you. Because the man today says that he has no qualms about humbling himself before anybody. You know, understanding that anybody around him, you know, can be the source of his help. Because he has gone through that. You know, but many of us, you know, when we get to a point where you need to humble yourself, we are too proud. Uh, how can? I'm too much for that level. But sometimes you need to humble yourself to be able to receive the help that God has made available, you know, to you. Deuteronomy 32, 30 says that how could one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them? God doesn't expect you to walk alone. God has placed you in a family, a church family, I mean, a, 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 a believing people. Amen. So every single person that is a member of the body of Christ, there are people that God has placed around you and you can learn to draw help. One shall chase a thousand, but when you learn to, you know, join your resources and join forces with someone else, you can have multiplied results. Glory to God. In Acts 4, the Bible tells us about the early church that when they were persecuted, you know, they went back to their own company and they prayed together. And they were, I mean, the Bible says that the place where they were prayed, they, they prayed was shaken and they spoke the word of God with boldness. So they went back to their own company and rather than, you know, being discouraged, they were empowered by their own company. They were strengthened by their own company. So many times, you know, God is going to be, going to put people around you. I mean, for you to understand that you don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to suffer alone. If you can open up and learn to reach out you know, to someone around you, then you can have the help that you need because God has always made help available to you. And the final thing that I'm going to say is that you must learn to be a support to someone else. We are called as one body. We are called as one body. Members of the body of Christ, brothers and sisters. Someone might be going through something today and needs help. Tomorrow you might be the one who needs help. But when we learn to support one another, we'll place ourselves in a situation where as a body we are constantly receiving help. You know, someone said that what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. Because at some point in your own life, you are going to need some help. And if you have sowed some seeds in helping someone else in the past, you can be sure that there is going to be a harvest waiting for you. Hallelujah. Come and rise up on our feet this morning. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. There's a call to being courageous. I don't know what area of your life that you might have been holding back this morning, but God's word is coming to you that you need to arise and you need to lay hold of the promise and you need to step out because there is strength within you. I want you to just begin to receive strength from God in this place because I know that there is strength in God's presence. I want you to begin to receive courage from the presence of God because I believe that by God's spirit, God is pouring out resources. God is pouring out empowerment. God is pouring out enablement upon his people. And so wherever you might be in life today, whatever you might be going through, I tell you there is help for you to help you to move forward, to move forward, to lay hold on the promise that God has given unto you, to ensure The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org.
telephone 234-810-00-0640.